Hello, Texas Values friends. This is Mary Elizabeth Castle, Director of Government Relations for Texas Values. Welcome to this week's report uh, for the Texas Values Report. Uh, it's a great week. Uh, it's a very busy week because this is the week right before our Texas legislative session opens on January 10th. So we have a lot that's going on as far as preparation for the legislative session. Many of the legislators are already in town and we're geared up and ready to go. But today on our show, we have a guest who will talk about a different government body, the State Board of Education, who will meet uh, for the first time of the year at the end of this month. And our guest today is Evelyn Brooks. Evelyn, welcome to our show. Thank you very much. Good to be here with you all. Thank you. I appreciate this opportunity. Now, Evelyn was someone that our uh, sister organization, Texas Values Action, endorsed uh, in the recent election for the State Board of Education. And the State Board of Education is a very important body. For those of you who aren't familiar, we have an elected body of 15 members who get together to discuss curriculum standards, to discuss different rules for school districts, uh, all to make decisions for thousands of Texas public school students uh, to make sure that they can have adequate education, but also in regards to our issues to make sure that the curriculum is appropriate and that the curriculum is accurate, even when it comes to history. So it's a very important body of the government in addition to our Texas legislature. And so we at Texas Values are very much involved in that process and getting to know our SBOE members um, and helping them uh, with their efforts in order to educate our school students. Uh, so just to talk about a few things with the State Board of Education, uh, yesterday I was actually at the swearing in of member Tom Maynard. He's going into his 10th year of serving on the State Board of Education. He served since uh, 2012. Uh, and so it's definitely a position of service that people feel uh, very is very important in serving our students. So Evelyn, tell us, you know, why did you decide uh, to run for State Board of Education? Um, I think for, for quite a few reasons. Um, I think one, because I'm a passionate educator, very passionate about seeing children learn and um, thrive, you know, um, in order to get the information and the knowledge they need to be productive citizens in the United States. And so when I ran last, uh, and actually in 2021, I ran for the Frisco ISD board. And when I was running, I uh, came across a lot of information, just things I did not know uh, was being taught in our schools. I didn't know that we had transitioned out from a, a knowledge-based um, learning environment to an outcome-based um, um, uh, environment for teaching our children. And, you know, just a lot of practices uh, that I know, you know, firsthand from my experiences are not sufficiently uh teaching children, you know, so not only was I surprised about the lack of instruction um, that would really teach our children how to read and write and do math, history and science, but I was also quite taken back by some of the destructive and detrimental kind of things that have infiltrated into our schools. So um, 
there needs to be a gatekeeper there. And and what better gatekeeper than a state board of education to just monitor the standards, um, uh, the curriculum standards, as well as the instructional materials. And it's particularly important for everyone to um, uh, be cautious and aware of what the state board of education does because of the component of digital learning. You know, with technology, it's a different game in education. And so as such, it's very important for us to protect our children, um, uh, K through 12 at, at that point. So I think, you know, with my skills and experience that I can be an asset to the board and definitely make some really good um, um, changes to restore our Texas public education system. That's very good. Uh, you mentioned how important it is to get involved and be aware of what's going on at the State Board of Education. And I remember even when you were running and planning to run for the seat, you would come down to the State Board of Education meetings and testify. Can you tell our listeners, you know, how you went through that process and signing up to testify and why it's so important to get involved at the state level? Absolutely. Um, so. I went online to the Texas Education Agency website, and I'll usually just type in, you know, in, in capital letters TEA, and then I'll put in the SBOE uh, and whatever it is that I'm, I'm looking for. So for that, I was looking for the upcoming meeting, State Board of Education meeting, and I looked at the agenda, and I just looked over um, the items that I wanted to speak to. I knew that the social studies uh, TEKS um, were coming up, and I, I wanted to speak to that. So so um, once I went on online, I uh, actually downloaded a copy of the 2018 um, social studies TEKS. And then I looked at the revisions that the State Board of Education um, was looking into reviewing at that time. And, and I knew that this was an opportunity for me to use my expertise. And even, you know, without being a teacher, I'm a, a citizen, you know, of, of this great state, uh, this great nation uh, of the United States of America. And I saw a lot of things missing. I saw a lot of things, information that did not um, uh, line up with uh, social studies and, and history. So I thought I could speak to that. And so I signed up. It was just a very short window, in my opinion, to to sign up to come and testify. And, and so I did. And I looked at which agenda item I matched it. I went out to Austin and, and it was the most wonderful experience because our voice does matter. And uh, my hope is, is that we will fill that State Board of Education um, boardroom up because um, it, it means something to see a face there in a seat to say, you know, I support a, a quality education, you know, one that uh, the school, uh, Texas school law says, you know, there's a mission, there's objectives and goals uh, for our education system here in Texas. And, and if we're not involved, then we're not going to hold our leaders accountable to ensuring that the law is met, that it's it's upheld to make sure that, um, you know, uh, not only do our children receive a quality education, but our rights are in there, you know, parental rights, uh, even the, the Texas, uh, the, the social studies speaks, it's, it's in there, you know, our model and God we trust, it's in there, um, a, a lot of just the foundation um, we have great laws in the state of Texas, and it's it's important for us as 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 constituents, as, as taxpayers, as citizens in this nation to be aware 
of what our laws are, what our, our liberties are. And, and so that when we see them being infringed upon, we can take a stand and we're right there. So it, it really was eye-opening for me um, how to speak to people, my constituents in, in District 14, how to encourage everyone to get to the board meetings or, or go online to see the board meetings and just the process, you know, after experiencing the process, it's not a, a difficult process at all. And um, it's kind of, you know, I was a little nervous standing up there in front of the board meet members, but to speak out is a beautiful freedom we have too, you know? So um, I went through that process and it was it was very good. And, and my takeaway from that is, Educate everyone, educate your neighbors, let them know what's going on, talk to teachers. Teachers are very busy. And what better way to get engaged with a teacher than to tell them, hey, did you know this is what the State Board of Education is talking about? I just want to let you know and, and, and carry that information, their voice back with you. So, so many ways for us to be involved at, at such a time as this. And it's a wonderful opportunity because we're, we can be a part of something really great here. Um, at this time, I think in history. Sorry for running around the bush. <laughs> no, that's a lot of helpful information. And you mentioned your constituents. And I think something a lot of people don't realize is that uh, SBOE districts, uh, the people you represent is a very large number of people. Um, so District 14, can you tell us what area in Texas that actually covers? What major cities? Um, mm -hmm. About how many constituents do you have? Yeah, so just probably about half, one and a half million constituents uh, in, in my area. And it it's the Denton area. I go, I start from Denton. So Denton is a big district here. Um, we have Waco. I go all the way down to McLennan County. And so that includes Waco. Uh, we have Waxahachie in this uh, area, Ellis County, Johnson, just a little bit of Johnson County, a little bit of Dallas County. So there's really 19 um, with, with just about a, a quarter of Johnson and a, and a very small portion of, of Dallas, but um, we have the Louisville ISD. That's one of the districts in, or uh, yeah, one of the ISDs in this district. Uh, there's Frisco uh, in this district. And really, you know, we have big and small, I think of Meridian. It's it's one of the, the, the smallest ISDs in, in this district. So it's a very nice district because it's it's a good mixture of, of, of small, medium, and, and large schools and uh, just kind of mid-central Texas right there down the middle. Um, uh, so yeah, I think that's a little bit about my Gaffey, more district. Yeah, very good. I, I remember I was at the swearing in yesterday um, for Mr. Maynard and the comment was made that hit, the district he represents is larger than uh, some congressional members, how many people they represent. And so it's very important for people to know, you know, how important the State Board of Education is and how influential they can be because they have such large districts and they're also in charge of our future and teaching our children. So I think that's very important for people to know just so they can know who represents them. So if you're in the Frisco area, Johnson County, any of the other cities that Evelyn mentioned, uh, be sure to get to know Evelyn and to be in contact with her about any concerns you have with curriculum or the statewide standards or something that you think the SBOE should address. Now, you know, at Texas Values, when it comes to education issues, uh, we cover a broad range of making sure that there are 
uh, good education standards, good education options, but basically centering around faith issues, around religious liberty, and making sure that we're protecting the integrity um, of our children. Um, there have been a lot of issues recently with pornographic books in the classrooms. We've had years-long battles with sex education and making sure it sticks to the uh, law that says it must be abstinence-focused. And then, of course, we've had the recent battle with social studies and even with the deletion of In God We Trust uh, that we were able to stop. So you ran on a platform of conservative and family values. Can you tell our listeners, you know, why you decided to run on that platform um, and why you thought that was important? Absolutely. I think there are just three pillars to what makes this nation great. And uh, the first being our faith and definitely the second being our families and the third, our freedom. And that's what makes America exceptional. What makes America exceptional are those founding documents, our U.S. Constitution, our ability to express ourselves in speech, our ability to meet. I mean, a host of liberties that many nations around the world could never or have never experienced, and probably most likely will not. So as such, um, when I start to see uh, a, a morality, a decline in morality, that's that should open everyone's eyes. And it's not to say that people cannot live their life the way they want to, but there is just a standard. There's a, a, a boundaries that have really sustained this nation. Uh, having the love for our nation, being patriotic, being grateful. These are very good values that our children can not only benefit from as a young person, but even as adults, it, it is what makes us great. And so when I look at our values, our values is, is just an important thread in this, in this country, in, in the tapestry of the United States. And so I ran on those values because that's what holds and sustains this nation. And I don't think that many people take that into consideration when we're trying to impose our adult opinions on our children. I'm very excited to work with the other 14 members on board, as well as the commissioner and the um, Texas Education Agency, because it's so important for, I think we all want what is best for our children. We really want strong families. We really want parents to be involved again in the process of their children learning and to have the choice to choose which direction they choose to have their uh, uh, to, to teach their child. I mean, I believe there are core values that we can all agree on, and it has nothing to do with a, uh, the, uh, an R or a D beside your name. It has everything to do with what's right. And so I do align with the Texas values because, I mean, again, it is what the nation is built upon. I think going into this opportunity of being in legislative session right now, it's a good opportunity. It's a good opportunity to really come, uh, uh, repeal some things that have not been working. It's a good opportunity for us to really stand for um, uh, protecting the children's innocence at, at the uh, last uh, last at legislation session, we did not do enough to protect children from transitioning. You know, they're a child under the 18 years of 18 years old. They honestly do not know yet what they want for their life. We have to remind children to take a shower, brush your teeth, uh, eat your vegetables, you know, so 
permanent ta uh, damage is irreversible damage to a person's, uh, a child's body. That's cruelty. And, and I see some really good bills that have already um, gone in and, and, and I support those things. I also believe that another value is, you know, um, making some proposals to regulate the Title IX. Uh, I, I believe that um, Title IX, the 1972 original version, it works. It's beautiful. It protects women, children. But right now, the proposed changes under the Biden administration through the Department of Education, that's harmful to our children, to our girls and to our boys. So I would love to see us really make take a stand to protect our children and what's in the best interest of our children, as well as pornography, no sex for children, just like you said. And it's a period, put a period at the end of that. Do we need a rating system to really say that children should not be allowed to have sex? No sex in the in the schools, no, no uh, 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 pornography. And it's and it, I love what Oklahoma has done with, with their um, bill that they passed uh, recently. No sex for children. And they're holding everyone accountable with penalties. You know, um, vendors, librarians, teachers, uh, they're looking at the digital uh, as well as uh, materials that a, that a child can, can hold. So I'm very excited to see how we will stand up as leaders to actually protect the, the, the children, protect their innocence like we say we're going to do. Yeah, I think that's very important. And you mentioned some very interesting things that I think people need to be reminded of. So the, like you said, the Biden administration has proposed some rule changes to Title IX, and it would be a disaster uh, for many areas in education protecting our women and girls. We know that the intent of Title IX was to protect women and actually give them rights and education that they didn't have before, uh, not just when it came to athletic opportunities, um, but also making sure that they have privacy, that they can have separate changing facilities and separate restrooms. Uh, what the Biden administration is, they're trying to basically eradicate uh, male and female in the Title IX regulations. And there's even bad provisions in there where they're trying to take away parental rights. Uh, there was some research I did and they were trying to redefine parent in the Title IX proposed rules. And so it's very important uh, to know about these things. And I'm so glad that uh, you're taking a stand against the Biden administration's proposed rules, um, and we'll be fighting that as well. Um, but as we close out our interview, it's been a pleasure talking to you. I know that the first week of SBOE, the end of January, beginning of February, of course, being sworn in will be on your mind. Um, but what are some other things that people can expect um, this year for the State Board of Education? Um, anything that we could look forward to? Sure. I think some things that we can look forward to is definitely revisiting the math geeks. Um, I think it's very important for us to be engaged and aware as, as citizens. I really encourage everyone um, to be engaged as far as that component, uh, the, the, the math teaks, because our, our existing K-6 math teaks um, is, is not teaching the, um, the most succinct uh, algorithm you know, uh, for students to learn to do math proficiently. And what happens when we don't give kids a good foundation in mathematics, there's gaps. So if, if K through fifth, I don't have a strong foundation in, in multiplication, division, um, addition, subtraction, your, your, your 
fractions and your decimals. If I, if kids have just not mastered the foundation of math and they're not going to be ready to go into your algebra and your pre-algebra, which is what is required in your middle school, it just to be proficient and to be competitive with students from around the world. So I encourage all parents, especially those parents who are, are weary from not having a math textbook in order to help their children with math, especially at the primary levels, um, the level to, to, to be successful in math in order to uh, grasp those higher level concepts. So I think we need to keep our eyes on that. Um, I also think that being on the board, um, something else that, that we should keep our, our eyes on definitely is seeing um, some of the legislative pr uh, uh, proposals uh, that the, the previous board and, and this new board uh, will follow, you know, with this session coming up. Um, and, and I'm just very excited about that. We have some review panels coming up to review instructional materials. That's very important for uh, parents and citizens to get involved in. Just be a part of this process. You know, don't be intimidated. Don't feel like you have to be an expert in order to get involved at the state level because you are an expert. You know what is a good instruction, what's good materials, and, and what's going to be beneficial to our children. So I think that's what we can all uh, look forward to moving forward uh, uh, from the state board level uh, for education. Well, sounds good. Well, congratulations on winning your election to State Board of Education. Our team will be there to see you sworn in. Uh, and thank you so much for being on our radio show today and teaching us so much about your role and your values and what to expect next year. Thank you very much. Thank you for this time. I appreciate you. Thank you. All right. Very Thanks, much. Evelyn. All right. Well, you heard some very good information today about the State Board. Board of Education that'll be meeting at the end of January, beginning of February. So please stay tuned on our information regarding that meeting. But something very important that the forefront of our mind is a legislative session beginning next Tuesday, January 10th. Uh, we have a lot of expectations for next session. A lot of our priorities are have been listed and have been public. So please visit txvalues.org. Our priorities consist of, of course, the Save Women's Sports Bill, stopping gender modification for minors, uh, education issues, parental rights, stopping inappropriate library books and schools, medical conscience for all those who have Christian faith and are doctors, um, and of course, We'll be doing our very best to protect our current pro-life laws and make sure that we can increase the funding of the alternatives to abortion programs so we can have more options uh, for women and babies. But in addition to all of that, we want to make sure that on the first day of session, before we even get started with debating bills, that you're there to see uh, everything that happens and you're a part of the process. So that's why we're allowing you to uh, set up camp in our downtown office on 1005 Congress Avenue uh, in the lower level. We'll have a, re a room reserved there. So this isn't a formal uh, event. So don't expect a steak dinner. We're just giving you a place to kind of set up and rest while going back and forth to the Capitol on January 10th uh, to make sure uh, that you have an opportunity to actually take part in the festivities on the opening day. You know, it's not just a day uh, for the elected officials and their families or for people in policy work. It's your capital. It belongs to you. So if you want to be there on the first day to see the ceremonies, to talk with your elected officials before we even get started on hearings and bills, then January 10th is, is the day to do it. So please mark your calendar for that and mark our address of 1005 Congress Avenue and go 
to the lower level and that's where you can take a break and just talk to our staff um, before going back and forth to the Capitol. Uh, something else happening next week that is really exciting and I finally have the green light to share is that the NCAA and all of you who watch sports or even if you don't watch sports, you know how big of a deal the NCAA is. Well, they're having their national convention in Texas this year, which is totally a coincidence that they're having it the first week in Texas um, the first week of our legislative session. So they will be meeting uh, in San Antonio, January 11th through the 14th. And on January 12th, our team, along with Independent Women's Forum, different women's sports groups, uh, Riley Gaines, our friend who we've had on the show many times, will be holding a rally January 12th outside of the NCAA convention. So please stay tuned for more information. Uh, we hope that you can be there at that rally. Uh, you can even email me for more information about that rally. Um, and lastly, uh, we wanna make sure that you're always staying tuned to us on social media, following us on our Facebook page, and please consider making a tax deductible donation so we can continue doing our work here at Texas Values. We really appreciate you uh, listening to this radio show, but we want you to show up to the Capitol because the government belongs to those who show up. Thank you so much for listening in on the Texas Values Report today. It's been Mary Elizabeth Castle. Um, until next time, thank you.